Everybody. Welcome back to That Girl with me, Danielle Decker. Thanks for pressing play today and spending some time with me. So thankful that you're here with me, and I hope that you are having a blessed week, enjoying these final days of summer. Man, it's been absolutely gorgeous outside, and we are enjoying having our windows open again. We kind of had a little blip there, of course, during fair week. You know, it's like hotter than blazes, of course, but uh, we... Uh, we always enjoy, you know, when you can have your windows open, light a candle, clean the house up, everything's feeling good. We're starting school over here. We started this week and we're kind of easing back into it. We actually start with our homeschool group um, on Friday. So this week has been not the full load of school that they are about to experience come Monday, um, but it's been great. You know, the kids are excited and um, this is the time of year where I really pretend like I'm super organized and have everything together and you know by about Christmas I'm like the place is burning down what is happening have we learned anything <laughs> no I, I'm I tease but you know everybody feels like they have it together at the beginning of the year right so I'm just praying and believing uh, for a great school year for us and for you and your kiddos and uh, gosh School makes time go that much faster. So it's like, Lord, just somehow supernaturally slow this time down for us. Because how many of us know it's like it's school, then it's suddenly Halloween, then it's Thanksgiving and it's Christmas. And before you know it, it's February. You know, it's like what just happened this time of year goes so fast. So I hope that you're taking some time to um, enjoy it, especially these last summer days. And I know, I'm sure I've got plenty of listeners that are excited for, you know, all things fall. I absolutely love fall. It is my favorite, but uh, I'm always sad to see summer go. But be that as it may, God gave us seasons for a reason. And uh, I'm definitely somebody that could never, ever live without all four seasons. As much as winter can make me crazy, uh, I love it. I, I love the seasons. And so entering into a new season is almost kind of feels refreshing at times. And so I hope that uh, that's where this finds you is, is feeling like, hey, we can move into something new as the seasons change and that's something to be thankful for but I have to tell you I I have kind of really been looking forward um to this podcast and or this episode and um this morning just as I was studying more I'm like writing down more scriptures and more scriptures because man God's word is just so good and if you could see my Bible, it's like you really, you got to stop highlighting everything because it's just like every word is highlighted. But how many of us know that every single word is God breathed? There is nothing in his word that is insignificant, nothing. And it wasn't really until that I, until I learned how to properly read my Bible. Now, I'm not saying that to make you feel like, oh, great. Now I don't even know how to read my Bible. That is not how I meant that at all. What I'm saying is, is 
we have a tendency that when we read our Bible, we can um, we can take things out of context, or we're not or we're not reading it in the right context. And if that happens, then we can misconstrue the words, and sometimes it can make God seem harsh or uh, throw things out of perspective. And so, once I really kind of started not just reading scripture because I just was like, Lord, I want to know some of this. It, it was that taking that time to really dig deeper and looking things up online and taking the time to really um, study the Bible. And how many of us know that when you're studying something, it's more than just reading it. You're actually taking time to dig a little bit deeper. And so anyway, that I didn't even mean to say all of that, but I, I hope that it helps somebody else take time to not only read your Bible, but study it. Thank God for the internet. Really. I mean, there's so many things that the internet is crazy for, but in that case, you guys would not believe how much stuff I look up online to see what did that word actually mean and what was that context? Or I call our pastor and I'm like, hey, I just called him this week about something and said, can you please help me put this in context? I really feel like I'm not reading this specific scripture in the right way. My heart knew that the way that I was reading it was not proper. And um, and we're going to talk about that. But my heart knew that the way that I was reading this scripture was not right. It wasn't appropriate. I knew I was not reading it in the right context, but I wasn't sure what the context was. So I called up uh, our, my pastor, which, yes, he is my uncle, but I promise you he would he would help you too. And I just said, can you help me with this? Can you show me the context? Because I I want to read this properly. And when he did, it was like, yeah, duh, that makes so much sense. And, And instantly... I wasn't looking at this scripture as an in, in a negative way that I was looking at it because I didn't like what I was reading or I kind of had it, it made me feel off put, I should say. And once I got the correct and proper context, it, it I, I understood it. And my spirit said, yes, that's right. I know that's right. And so actually, we're going to kind of get into that because today I really want to talk about um how much crazy, <laughs> do we always talk about that? How much crazy is going on in this world? But uh, I think it's important. It's more than important. It's really all that we should be talking about sometimes is finding truth uh, in this world that is absolutely chaos. I mean, it is literally on fire. And I'm not, I, as you guys know, and I think it just comes even more, it's like I I don't ever want to be known as someone that sugarcoated the truth. Now, I want to tell you the truth in love. I do because I want to be spoken to in love. I want people to show me things and explain things to me in love. Of course, yes. However, I definitely don't want someone to talk to me and and sugarcoat things because they feel like I might be offended or I might not be able to handle the truth. I don't want that. And so I'm never going to do that to you because the reality is, is I know that every single one of us uh, can handle the truth or you should be able to handle the truth. But the problem is, is right now there is so much um, and, and, and information coming at us from every single area and angle of our life that sometimes we're like, I don't even know 
what is true, what's not true, what is actually happening, and I'm not really sure. And and what that takes us to then is we have become, and you guys know, if I ever say a generation, very rarely am I talking about a generation of age. I'm talking about a generation of people that are on the earth right now um, because technology knows no age, right? I mean, there are plenty of people that are in technology that are, you know, in their 60s as there are in, you know, their teens. I mean, it really is a generation of people, not a generation of age. But be that as it may, what I mean by that is um, we have become a generation of if what is being said to me does not make me feel good, then I don't want to hear it or I don't want to listen to it or I immediately shut it down because it's like, eh, I, I don't either. One, I truly don't believe that what you're telling me is true. Um, I don't want to believe that it's true. And because it doesn't make me feel good, it must not be true. Or I'm going to convince myself that it's not true. And I feel like we do ourselves such an injustice when we continue to shut things down or shut things out because it doesn't make us feel good. And ignoring truth does not make the truth go away. It doesn't. The truth is the truth all day long. And as we've talked about and as we know that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. There is no other way. There is no other truth. The only truth, the truth is Jesus. And um, But we know that we're living in the last days. And as we always talk about, Satan right now is giving everything that he's got because he wants us confused. He wants us fearful. He, he wants us ignorant because when we are all of those things, we become ineffective for the kingdom. And so it, we see it, right? Like that's happening. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there willing to give you some sort of truth and because they package it in this really pretty package and and they kind of um, pull whatever truth, I'm doing hand quotes, they pull whatever truth they want and they give it to people. They're like, yes, that's what I want to hear. But the Bible has something to say about that. And we're going to read actually quite a bit in Timothy today, um, but we're going to start um, in Second Timothy, um, and we're going to start in chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. But I, what I want to tell you is, is that Timothy was written by Paul while Paul's in prison, and he's writing to Timothy because Timothy is starting a church and or he's working in the ministry and Paul's basically writing him a letter to be like, hey man, there's going to be a lot that's going to come against you. People are not understanding and I need you to be strong. I need you to endure because the truth of the God's word and the gospel needs to continue to go forth. And so he's basically, he's trying to encourage Timothy. And so that kind of sets it up here. And again, Second Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 through 5 says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. God will, Jesus will judge the living and the dead when he comes, when he returns uh, at his appearing. And, And we know that that's happening soon. 
verse 2 says, preach the word. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. But what's amazing is we know that we are in the season. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. It is incredible to me every time I read God's word and exactly what his word tells me will happen is is what's happening. It says here that uh, for the time will come. When they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires because they have itching ears. And what does that mean? That means they, they want to find a teacher that gives them what they want to hear. Your, their ears are itching for only what they want to hear. They will, they will heap up for themselves teachers. They'll, they will find only the specific people that they want to listen to and they will block everyone out because my ears are not itching for that. My ears are itching for my own desires. It says, and they will turn their ears away from the truth. And what's cool here is anytime you see a word in the Bible that is italicized, it means that the writer of the actual Bible, like this is New King James, they added that word in. And so when you read it without the italicized word, which is how it would have really been written, it says, and they will turn ears away from the truth. And what I think is kind of cool about this is that when when you read it that way, it's it's all of a sudden they is like they're going to turn their own ears away from truth, but they're also going to be turning other people's ears away from truth. Because we know that when we hear something, we believe it. We we believe it to be truth. We're going to regurgitate that truth to somebody else. So not only will they turn their own ears away from truth, they're going to be turning others ears away from truth. And it says, and be turned aside to fables. Fables, that's stories. It's fiction. That's what they want. I don't want to hear what's actually real because I I either can't handle it or I don't want to. But it says, but you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Why is he saying endure afflictions? Because you're going to face afflictions. When you are out here speaking truth that basically goes against everything that the mainstream media wants, there's going to be affliction. We know that. We know that. And he's telling us, endure the afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. An evangelist is someone that speaks God's truth. That's what they do. Fulfill your ministry. Listen, we all know that we have a ministry to fulfill. And it doesn't matter what that looks like as long as you're doing what God says. But what is so incredible about this is is 
he's saying people are going to turn away from truth and they're going to only find the teacher's that they want to hear. And I am seeing that. And unfortunately, I have seen so many pastors and preachers falling into this trap of I will say anything and do anything because I want my numbers up. I'm not talking about Jesus coming back. I am I am not talking about anything that has to do with politics or things that people are facing when it comes to all of that because it might offend someone. It's too controversial. All of these things. And I'm here to tell you that none of those things are separate from the other. We know that Satan is setting up his kingdom or trying to. And how does he do that? And that's through politics. That's through the agenda. That's through all of this. And as Christians, we need to be aware And as much as I would love to sit here and tell you a bunch of truths, my desire today is to help you to see this as a whole because um, I, I want you to be able to start knowing truth when you hear truth and more importantly, not being afraid to speak truth. And if we, if we know that Satan is the adversary, right? We, we know this and we know who he is, then we should fully expect the truth of the world to be absolute chaos. And so many times we don't want to hear that, but it's like, well, if it has to do with Satan, of course it's insanity. Of course it's absolute chaos. Of course it can be heartbreaking. Who is it from? But on the other hand, if we know who our father in heaven is, we should fully expect that we have victory through Jesus. We have victory, but it's important for us to keep speaking that truth so others can know that they have the victory through Jesus. And you might say, well, Danielle, I don't know. How do I know what is true? Well, number one, I'm here to tell you that truth doesn't always feel good. And, you know, that cliche, uh, you know, truth hurts. Man does it ever. There are times that the truth hurts. But how many of us know that when we hear the truth and it hurts, we grow from that. There is wisdom in truth always. And as we grow in truth, we grow in wisdom. And, and our faith grows deeper. It's okay if it doesn't feel good for a second. But how how do we know? How do we know what truth is? Well, I can tell you. Because... God is good (laughs) and we, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you receive the Holy Spirit. You receive the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is truth. And so we're going to read in John. Oh, I don't have my right one here. Let me, let me, let me flip to it. We're going to go to John 14 and we're going to go verses 16 through 17. Is that what I want? Yes. And it, and this is Jesus talking. And he says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be with you. 
Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit. See, the world cannot see the truth because they don't know him. The world has no truth to offer you, but you have the Holy Spirit. He doesn't leave us and we we know him because we know truth. And then we can flip here and, and we can check that by saying, okay, Lord, so you said that you would leave us the Holy Spirit. So how do I, how, but how do I know? Well, in John verses, uh, John 10 verses four through five, this is Jesus again. And he says, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. See, we are his sheep and he is our good shepherd. We will by no means follow a stranger because we know the voice of our father. And again, in John 10 verse 27, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Not only, not only do we have the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth. Jesus is telling us that He is speaking to us and that if we follow his voice, we know his voice, that we would not follow the voice of a stranger. And we can trust him because he tells us, he tells us that he's going to speak to us. Not only is he going to speak to us, but he's going to give us the Holy Spirit, which is exactly what we receive when we receive Jesus. And I want to read again here. What's incredible to me, because again, there's so much, so much, quote, truth out there that it's hard for us. It's hard for us to sometimes discern. But I will tell you this, because you have the Holy Spirit, when you hear truth, whether you're at church or whether you're watching the news or you read it online, whatever it is. The Holy Spirit will never, ever, ever lead you to anything that is not good for you, that isn't truth, and that doesn't point you back to Jesus. So when you hear truth, your spirit inside of you, even if you question it in your head, even if you question it in your head, your heart immediately says, yes, I receive that. I know that to be true because your spirit is truth. The Holy Spirit is truth. So when when you receive a word and you know it's from God, it's because the Holy Spirit confirms it within you. God's never going to lead you astray. Again, you have to be diligent in finding out What does God say about things that are happening in this world? Because the world wants to give you their truth and the world is doing everything it can to get you to believe that what the world is doing is okay, it's truthful, it's fine, it's appropriate. While God is over here like, listen, I already told you all of this in my word, but because you don't know my word, you are not able to see the truth. So we have somewhat of a responsibility here to dig deeper into his his word and say, what does God have to say about all of these issues that are going on and that we are facing? 
And I want to start because uh, I just I want to read this to you. And I want to know if you think, wow, like I did. This is everything that is happening right now. And again, we're going to start in 2 Timothy 2 verses 22 through 26. It says, flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, Peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. I'm going to tell you right then, I'm like, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I will avoid foolish and ignorant disputes because I don't want to generate strife. I can speak truth without generating strife. And, and verse 24 says, And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. And I think that's where we lose it sometimes. It's okay to, to correct people that are opposite of you or say, listen, this is what God's word says. It might be opposite of you, but this is what his word says. And this is what I'm standing on. If God perhaps will grant them per- repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having taken having taken captive by him to do his will that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil. How many snares right now are out after every single soul? And it all starts with every argument, every agenda, everything that we are facing and how easily ensnared we can become. And God is saying, don't do that. Don't go down that road. Stay with me and know truth. And in chapter three, verse one, it says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away." Every single one of those words is exactly how the world is acting right now. And so much more. It's so, so heavy. And we must stand on truth that we do not get ensnared in all of that. And from such people turn away. Does that mean that we don't continue loving people? Of course not. God just said earlier than that, to talk to people in love and, and, and to try to get them to understand and see the truth of how much God loves them. But this, we don't follow with them. We don't join in with them. We can't do that. 
We have to stand on truth. And the hard thing is right now is there are so many people out there, including pastors and teachers that are trying to tell you that they are right, but they're siding with the world. And so many people are, are uh, having the wool pulled over their eyes, thinking that these pastors are speaking truth, when in reality, they are just like the world and they're they're sugarcoating it or however you want to say that it it as if it were God and it's not but how would you know that if you don't know God and you don't know truth and you're not reading his word and he tells us here second Timothy chapter 3 verse 13 but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse deceiving and being deceived but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. We should know truth. And you don't have to worry like, Lord, how am I going to know? How do I know? Number one, he gave us his written word. He gave us his word. Number two, we have the Holy Spirit. He sealed us with the spirit of truth that we might not ever be led astray. It's so easy to get caught up. It's easy. It's harder to stand our ground. But I am here to tell you that we have to be the ones. And we can do that in love. We can't be the ones with itching ears only seeking out what makes us feel good. Because the reality is, is when we know God's word and we see, listen, there's a lot of evil happening in this world. But if you are seeing it for what it is, can we not begin to pray for those things? If you turn a blind eye, it doesn't make the evil go away. You're just not praying over that situation any longer because you acting like it doesn't exist. And that's not the truth. We have to understand where we're at in our times, what is happening and what God expects of us. We can speak his truth in love. And, and God expects us to do that. And we, Jesus told us that when you see these things happening as Christians, he says, look up and rejoice. Your redemption is drawing near. We know that Jesus is coming. None of this should surprise us. But don't be ensnared by only hearing what feels good and only uh, saying what you think someone might not be offended about. It's time that we be bold. And it's time that we take a step back and say, Lord, is this true? Is what I'm hearing true? Is what I'm listening to, what I'm looking at, what I'm watching, what I'm reading? Is this truth, Lord? Because all I want is your truth. Because that's the firm foundation where we can build our life. And so I, I, I hope that this it encourages you. I hope it opens your eyes. We've read so much about things that God said were going to happen that are happening right now. And it's just so that way, the reason I want to encourage you in this way is so that way you start to open your eyes to the truth that when you hear something that is false, you're like, no, I know that's not true because now I understand how to hear and see truth because my spirit will never lead me to anything other than what God says is true.
And so when the more you see truth and the more you see truth, you don't have to study all the wrong. No, you want to study all the good. That way, when you see the false, the fiction, you immediately can recognize it because the truth is so profound inside of you. And that's exactly what I hope I could uh, open up for you today and help you with today. And I encourage you to go back and read these scriptures. Read all of Timothy. It's super encouraging. And I, I highlighted so much of it because it's just so good. Read your Bible and know how much God loves you. Don't be afraid to speak truth because I'm telling you that when we get to where we're going, which is our eternity in heaven with Jesus, I want for him to say to me and to you, well done. You did it. You spoke the truth and you stood your ground and I am proud of you. And listen, he's proud of you right now. So as you're learning and growing, don't be afraid to speak the truth. That's what Satan wants. God is proud of us when we speak the truth because he is the truth. So share this message with somebody else that might need to be encouraged or listen to it again. Re-listen to it. Read your Bible. And I pray that you guys have an awesome and blessed week. And I'll see you here next week at That Girl.